Hi, and welcome to DaVita Leadership Insights, a weekly podcast for DaVita teammates who want to become a better leader both personally and professionally. I am Doug Miller, a master coach and DaVita University faculty member. And I'm Grace Berman, a senior director with DaVita University. Today, we have a special two-guest episode to discuss the power of one-on-one check-ins. We're chatting with two of our kidney care leaders in Connecticut from what we call our Voyager division, Amanda Shaholsky, a clinical coordinator, and Dora Harris, a group facility administrator. Welcome, Dora and Amanda. Hi. Hi. Thank you both for being on the podcast today to talk about this very important topic. And before we get started, I just want to level set on the type of check-ins we're talking about. That'd be good. Yeah, for sure. Because at DeVita, we use the term check-ins in a couple of ways. One is to describe the techniques for the team to get present at the beginning of a group meeting. And it would be maybe a mindfulness activity or a relationship building question like, what do you do for fun? Or... If money was no object, where would you go on vacation? And the other type of check-ins are performed in a one-on-one setting. So the focus of this episode will be the latter, the one-on-one check-ins, and the power of having regular one-on-one check-ins between a leader and his or her teammates. And um, with that, let's get started with the why of having regular one-on-one check-ins. Amanda, why don't we start with you? Why do you believe that one-on-one check-ins are so powerful? So one-on-one check-ins are powerful because it it gives the team time with you. Um, And sometimes that's one of your most valuable resources is your time. Um, And it shows that you're investing in their growth and their development. Um, It also gives you the opportunity to get to know them on a personal level, um, which always comes in handy. I find that I like to do the one-on-ones in an area that is removed from um, the floor so we won't get interrupted. And I can give them all of my time. Um, for about 15 minutes, though, I try not to go overboard. You want to do, um, like have your idea of what you want to say in that time frame so you don't spend too much time just chit-chatting. I love how you talked about the, the, the strength of the one-on-one check-ins being that gift of time, you know, really fully dedicating yourself to that teammate who you're, you're there with in the moment. Um, thank you for that. And and how about you, Dora? Why do you believe one-on-one check-ins are so powerful? So I, I think um, very similar to Amanda, I think one of the most important reasons is that it helps to build trust. Um, and so you're um, building and growing that relationship, um, which I think is critical um, in, uh, re- in retaining our teammates and not only retaining them, but in making sure that um, they're having a positive experience. And if they're not, um, we're able to stay on top of that and address it real time um, and make sure that we, you know, don't end up um, six months down the road being completely clueless about things we could have done differently to enhance that teammate's um, experience overall. Yeah, I'm hearing a, a couple of thing, uh, themes here that are really important to pull out, I think. Um, One is that regular check-ins can help with relationship building, which is just such a key to keeping uh, teammates in the village and keeping them happy. And, you know, in many ways, it's interesting, Grace, our very first podcast ever comes to mind with Dave Herman around leadership as a human skill, right? And this idea that, you know, 
people want to be led by real human beings. So showing this interest and caring for them is is something that I think makes a big difference. Yeah, Doug, uh, you just kicked it old school with I our did, first episode. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't be mentioning that first episode. I don't know. We'll see. We were such so different people back then. We were different people. So, um, so yeah. So it's 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 also the heart of our uh, of the spirit of the Davida way, where we talk about caring for each other with the same intensity that we care for our patients. But you know, as we continue this conversation, let's talk about the real mechanics. And some of our listeners may be thinking, sure, it sounds great, but how do I find the time? Dora, how do how do you do that? How do you, how often do you hold your one on ones, and how do you hold yourself accountable for making the time? Sure. So I am not going to lie to you; it is really hard. Um, and there are uh, times when um, I have set out and have done everything uh, in my power to make sure that I'm going to have that one on one on a particular day. Um, and I might need to move it uh, to another day in the week, but I just make sure that I do do that. Um, so I uh, I have a, a calendar invite um, and in my own um, Outlook calendar so that I can stay on track. Um, and so I'm aware of who I need to meet with and when I need to meet with them. And one of the other things I think I focus on is quality um, versus quantity. So it might not be a 30-minute check-in, but it's most definitely not going to be a five-minute check-in on the treatment floor. It's gonna, going to be um, you know, set with intent and um, hopefully off the floor or in another setting. Um, and it could only be 10, 15 minutes because I have a pretty large volume uh, of, of uh, teammates that I need to meet with. Um, and I'm particularly focusing on meeting with my new teammates um, three months and under once a week. Dora, uh, thanks for sharing that and how often you meet with your teammates. How do you hold yourself accountable for making the time? We all know that things come up and important, though not urgent things like one-on-ones can drop off the list. What do you do to make sure that they don't drop off your list? So I, I do put, um, I hold the time in my calendar um, to make sure that I'm going to meet with that teammate. And I also, um, in our region, we utilize a tracker tool. Um, and I, this uh, really makes me feel uh, very accountable. I am reporting off that I've met with these um, teammates and I'm reporting that to my rod and to uh, my fellow GFAs. And uh, that really helps um, for me to stay on track. That's great. I, you know, and, and for our listeners that may not be familiar, um, the ROD is the regional operations director or your your supervisor manager, and uh, or a a, gen, um, a GFA is a group facility administrator again. Uh, manager, supervisor. So it sounds like that is a great system that creates a level of accountability and a management process that you feel, um, you know, that pulls you into integrity to to make sure you're doing that. How about you, Amanda? How often do you hold one-on-ones and how do you hold yourself accountable to keeping them? So I hold one-on-ones based on um, the level of seniority with my teammates. So some people may need more 
um, time or more check-ins, more frequency um, based on how they respond to feedback. And then there's some people that are pretty steady and they can go a long time without needing to sit down and have a conversation. Um, But I still like to do regular quarterly check-ins if possible with all of my teammates. I have about 25 um, team, clinical teammates that I work with. Um, and how I'll get through that sometimes is share the responsibility with my FA. And um, I'll do maybe one quarter, meet with all of the teammates. I go based off of our homeroom roster, which has all my teammates' names on them. And I just check them off as I go. I come in, who's here today that I can maybe meet with or I have to have discussion with anyway, get through that one-on-one. And then I circle back with my FA, hey, this is what we talked about. Um, so they know for their next check-in um, kind of what the theme of the conversation was. My new teammates, I liked, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. That's just what I was going to ask you. You said that the, <laughs> you like to I check your in mind. at least yes. quarterly. So what is the most frequent that you do with, with your one-on-ones? So my most frequent is with my new teammates. Um, I meet with them weekly. We go based off of um, a guide that we get from the STAR program, which is the preceptors that um, take the new teammates and teach them their skill sets. So that gives us the opportunity to sit down and have a conversation. And I'll go based off of that and also be getting to know them at the same time. And what it does is it opens the door. It says, you know, these, these conversations with me are not, necessarily going to be punitive or negative in any way. And in fact, you know, this is a good time for us to get to know each other and for me to share some of the stories and the struggles that I went through to get where I am today, because I was you at one point. That's a great lead into a question that I had, which is, do you have a regular format that you use for your check-ins? Maybe a list of questions that you start with. And I'd love to hear more about that. Why don't we um, go, since you're, you're chatting, Amanda, why don't you go first? Sure. Um, We did have a guide at one point that was helpful within the first year that a teammate is with you. And it was different conversations um, or just opener questions, I guess, on um, where they are now. Are they happy in the village? You know, those typical questions. Um, But I don't really use that so much as I do just go based off the feel of the conversation or whatever it is that I feel like we need to talk about to build a relationship, share something personal. Um, Where do they think is their... um, their goal for their growth and their development um, and how I can help them get there. That's awesome. It feels like it was really good to have some um, starter questions to get the connection started and then just let the organicness of the relationship take over and guide the conversation from there. It sounds like it led to a real authentic connection with, with your teammates. Um, how about you, Dora? Any particular format that you're using for your your one-on-one check-ins? Sure, Doug. So uh, I like to um, kind of start out um, with really just getting to know each other. And so that's that would be what I start with initially. Um, and I might have particular questions um, depending on kind of focused on maybe what week they're in. So tied into that, um, for example, um, perhaps at the very beginning, one of my questions might be, um, you know, is there anything that was unexpected to you about the role you're, you're, 
you're currently in that, you know, just was completely different than what you expected. Um, I try not to ask um, um, open-ended questions. Um, I want to make sure that um, the conversation is going to go somewhere. And I also want to let the teammate um, guide that conversation as well. So I might have um, some questions put aside, but I might need um, to go in a totally different direction if I'm really um, being mindful and paying attention to where the teammate's at. Um, I might I might need to kind of put my questions aside and let the teammate lead in, in the discussion. So I think, Dora, you mentioned that you try not to ask open-ended questions. Were you saying that you, uh, it sounded like you were saying that maybe you were trying not to ask yes or no, like closed-ended questions? I'm sorry. And, and... Yes. Yes, that's absolutely correct. Yeah. So why correct. do you feel like it's yeah. So what have you noticed in the difference in the way that you've asked the yes or no questions? Yes. Um, as I learned quickly with having children, when I asked them how, you know, uh, how was school, the answer would be fine. Um, so I, I kind of ne- never forgot that. And I make sure um, that uh, what I might say is, can you tell me three things that really went well this week for you? Um, or perhaps it might be, can you tell me one thing that was difficult for you this week? Or, or um, talk about, tell me what the highlight was for you. Um, so these are um, questions that I, I, I might ask that really um, lead to some discussion. Great parenting advice. I love yeah. it. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna try some of those tonight. Yeah, Doug and I both have kids. We could use that advice. Yes, we need it. Thank you so much. Yeah, those are great example questions. And and Dora, could you now that we're talking about some examples, could you walk us through an example of a one-on-one check-in conversation that you went through that you thought went pretty well? And can you just talk to us about uh, what happened during that? Yes, absolutely. Um, so I was having a discussion with a teammate, um, and uh, this particular teammate was talking about um, things going very well um, on the treatment floor, and I could sense that there was some hesitation, um, and I felt that I kind of needed to dig a little deeper and, and get to the bottom of what was um, really going on. Uh, and uh, you know, asking a few um, additional pointed questions led um, to this particular teammate sharing that um, there was indeed an issue um, and that um, this issue related to uh, uh, the amount of teammates on the treatment floor in the morning and just some of the difficulties that and how the impact that that had on this particular teammate. And um, when I asked uh, for a suggestion, um, this teammate had a, a suggestion and it was an excellent suggestion. Um, and I, I, from that, I think um, I was able to make a very simple change that um, potentially has a big impact um, on um, not only with this teammate, um, but with other teammates as well. That is a great, uh, a great illustration of the power this can have to really uh, uncover things that you may not know about it that are happening uh, in the team. How about on the flip side, Amanda, did, did you uh, ever, ever have a time where it didn't go so well? And what did you learn from that? 
Uh, yeah. So a lot of times it's hard to have these conversations go well because you have new teammates you're talking with and they can be very nervous. They don't want to give you a lot of information. Um, so you really have to build up over time those um, those relationships in a positive way and how you start could really determine how it goes. Um, so it is important to kind of realize how you're viewed through their eyes so their perception of you um which could be intimidating for them so it's important to not um be sarcastic or joking uh nurses can sometimes have that sense of humor that's a little bit off or weird to to um newer people who aren't used to that um sense of humor so or sarcasm um it's important to check that. Yeah, I think that's a great point because humor and sarcasm can be really wonderful relationship builders. And when you don't know that person, though, it could do the exact opposite. So whether you're you, you joked about how nurses having a certain type of humor because you are you are a nurse yourself. Right. And I would say that certainly about like all of us, too. We think we could be hilarious and then I think I'm pretty hilarious, don't you? You are think pretty that? hilarious, but Grace. I'm maybe here to other tell people you. might not think I'm hilarious. So, yeah, definitely something you want to be very cautious of as you're building the relationship, so they don't get the wrong idea and really truly get to know you as a person. Great point. Well, I think we are at the time in this episode, Doug. That went fast. Yeah, it sure did. We end all of our episodes the same way. We ask our guests to share one practical tip that they would ask our listeners to try right away uh, to get better at the particular topic. And in this case, it's getting better at holding regular one-on-one check-ins. What is your tip? Let's start with Amanda. My tip is... To lead with your heart, that's the DeVita way. Um, Be a real person and treat others how you'd want to be treated. So before you go into the one-on-one conversation, make sure you're going to treat them like you would a friend and talk to them like you would a friend because this is somebody you're going to have a relationship with for a long time, hopefully. Hmm. That's a great one. And I love how you connected it back to uh, the DeVita way. So thank you. And how about you, Dora? What is your tip? So for me, um, in the facility administrator world where it's so very crazy and busy, I think it's really important to create that calendar appointment in your outlook for your check-ins and um, to just hold yourself accountable and and just have that reminder for yourself. And and if you're going to miss that appointment, um, which happens frequently um, and need to reschedule, move it. Move it to another date and time that week so that it doesn't get missed entirely. That is a great example, Dora. I know um, the other thing that I used to do is put a little note when I moved it so that I could know how many times it had been moved. (laughs) So I didn't mistakenly move someone's like three times in a row and then have that intent to connect actually do more damage than good intent versus impact, right? So great tip, Dora. Appreciate it. Thank you both for being on the show today. We really appreciate your insights and your practical tips. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. That was a lovely discussion with Amanda and Dora. Sure was. Yeah, I really admire their leadership and the way they show such intense caring for their teammates by giving them the gift of time, as Amanda had said earlier in the interview, during their regular one-on-one check-ins. Yep. 
Yeah, and that's not easy when they have 20 to, to 50 plus teammates between the, t- you know, for each one of them. And that's that's tough, certainly, to make, to make that time. And I really like their tips at the end of leading with heart and really thinking of that other person as a human being rather than just a teammate and creating calendar appointments and outlook to ensure you hold time for those check-ins, even if you have to reschedule them for another time. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, speaking of tips, Grace, it is my turn to follow up on the tip from our last episode with Patrick McKinnon on leading change. And his tip, I don't know if you remember it, but his tip was to keep one thing constant in your routine to lead yourself through change. And I just moved, Grace. Yeah, you did. A little while ago. Um, and, uh, And I have to tell you that I did this tip to help me navigate through this. And um, for some reason, this move was a little more stressful than other moves I've been in. Mm. But having the opportunity to um, sit each day for 10 minutes in silence and just be follow my breath and be present with myself um, was really, really, really important and powerful and helped me navigate through through the change. So um, thank you, Patrick, for the tip. Really appreciate it. And um, really grateful for the the all all that you shared around change. Yeah, I really applaud you for that too, because that's one of those things where you think, oh, I'm not doing anything, right? So when you feel <laughs> as though there's all this stuff moving around you, like right? a cyclone of the change, yes. and you think you got to be doing something, whereas maybe the best thing for you to do is to do nothing and really recenter yourself and just breathe. Yeah, just breathe. Well, well, you have to do something. You have to breathe. You have to breathe. But otherwise, do nothing. Right. <laughs> Sort of. (laughs) Good job. All right. Well, thanks for sharing, Doug. And for our listeners, we would love to hear your stories and tips as well. Please check out our show notes and click on the listener mail link to find out more about submitting your stories and tips in writing or through a voice message. And if you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, please click that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. Just do it. Just do it. And if you enjoy the podcast, please rate us on iTunes or click on the survey link in the show notes so that we know how we are doing. We're always looking to improve, putting our core value of continuous improvement to use and uh, and executing on that. So thank you for all of those of you who have shared your feedback. We really appreciate it. And it's been very helpful. See you all next week. One for all. All for one.